0: A really warm welcome to the teaching ministry of New Life Church Crawley. We're a multicultural, intergenerational church. and We believe in the gospel of Christ. We believe in spreading his love through his word and through his works. We really hope that you enjoy what you hear today. We'd love for you to connect with us via the usual social media outlets, such as Facebook or on our website. Welcome to the stream of New Life Church Crawley. Whether this is your first time visiting us or your hundredth time, we're glad you found us, we're glad you're able to join us and we pray that today's message will bring you some hope, encouragement and inspiration for the journey that you're on. Please feel free to subscribe to our channel uh, where you'll get notifications and updates on videos that we post which are usually streams and special announcements that are relevant for you. So please subscribe to our channel and get those updates. We'd also love to connect with you uh, on social media. So there's a graphic on screen for you now uh, where you can uh, get us on Twitter, on Facebook. And of course, uh, you can email us. We'd love to hear how you're getting on. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to share with you uh, the good news about new life in Christ. So for the moment, we're going to pray as we uh, continue our series and Uh, If you're able to do so, why don't you bow your heads? Uh, Why don't you uh, open your heart up to God as we receive his word to us today? So Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we ask by the power of your Holy Spirit that you come into our experience, uh, that you would help us to understand and to know what it is you want us to know today that we can grow and move forward and that we can make those right choices, those healing choices that will help us grow in our faith and our experience with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I remember a song from a few years ago from a Welsh singer called Duffy and she sang a song called Mercy and the song is a little bit of a sad song because it talks about a relationship that's not quite healthy it's someone who feels that they're being used by another person but in the course of the song she writes these words and sings these words you've got me begging you for mercy won't you release me And maybe you're in that situation now where you're in a relationship that's not very healthy, where you're not in a good place, and you can really identify with with those things. The idea of mercy in all our relationship, the idea of forgiveness, the idea of of healing, the idea of hope is a a critical feature in all of our relationships at some point in life. And it's also a critical feature in the message of Jesus. As we have discovered in our series over the last few weeks, if you've watched them, it's a series called Life's Healing Choices. Then there are some really important things that Jesus says to us uh, as we look at the Matthew 5. It's part of what's called the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 to 7. is a whole series of teaching by Jesus. Uh, Some of these principles for living out, some of these principles for, for making choices that will really help us. Uh, in life and make those healing choices. So, we're going to watch a, a very short video as we've done every week. It's a, a dramatization of the words of Jesus and the life of Jesus from the popular series called The Chosen. So, let's enjoy that together and then we'll return to the message. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the
1: kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. For they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful. For they shall receive mercy. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven.
0: The Sermon on the Mount is one of the most misunderstood messages that Jesus ever gave. There's lots of different opinions about it, what it means and how it applies to our life. One group says it's, it's kind of the rules that you have to obey to have any hope to get into heaven. Another group kind of takes a social element and say, well, it's like a charter for world peace. It's Jesus' version of United Nations Charter others say well it doesn't apply to us today but maybe at some future point in time it's it's like the ideal way to live but I think the the way and the key to understanding not only this passage that we're looking at in these several weeks but also the whole of the Sermon of the month is actually found in Matthew 5 verse 20 and it's the words of Jesus himself this is what he says but I warn you Unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The main theme of this is, is righteousness or, or, or right living. And the problem with the religious leaders of the day is that they had a, an artificial, an external righteousness based on, on law and legalism. And while they appeared passionate for God's laws, they actually threw in a lot of their own rules and threw in a lot of their own interpretations, which didn't help people at all. And, and Jesus in Matthew 23 is, is very critical of them and says that they're not actually helping people. And this was missing the heart of God. So Jesus is coming in this passage and he's teaching his own disciples. It's not the general crowd. He's really teaching his own own disciples what a true and vital righteousness, what a true and vital right way of living is really about, and it begins internally. It begins in the heart, and Jesus repeatedly in this passage goes through the the motivation, cuts really to the heart and the motivation of every individual, not just the outward actions. You see, the religious leaders were very concerned with the minutiae and the detail of the law. Uh, Jesus says to them, you even tithe, give a tenth of your income on your, on your spices, but you're neglecting the, the greater things, the weightier things of, of justice and mercy. And he was more interested in, than their character because he knew their conduct would flow out of their character. But unfortunately, they focused on the outward external conduct this is a powerful word that Jesus is speaking to those in the day when he says blessed are you happy are you is how some people translate it but it it actually means something very deep and the original uh, listeners would have understood it means a, a divine joy and perfect happiness and this was a word. This divine joy and, and perfect happiness wasn't a word that average people would have associated with. It wasn't something that they they thought they could attain. In fact, it was something that seemed out of reach for the average person because it usually described the experience of the gods. Uh, and if you know anything of uh, of Greek mythology or Greek history, that's how the gods reacted. They were the ones that had this great joy, great gladness because they were in control. And when Jesus talks about being blessed he's not talking about a carefree, trouble-free life but getting to a place of inner satisfaction and sufficiency that wasn't dependent on outward circumstances for happiness. That's the kind of blessing he wants and we can make some of those choices today and living out our life to do that. So what does it mean for us to make a a healing choice in regards to mercy? We're looking at this idea today where he says, God blesses those who are merciful for they will be shown mercy. What does it mean for us to make a healing choice in regards to mercy? I want to suggest two simple things to you today. A right way of living to make a healing choice is to experience God's mercy for ourselves to experience God's mercy for ourselves. You see, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. One of the most famous passages in the Bible that's written on our our wall in the church building says, for God so loved the world that he didn't send the Son into the world to condemn the world, (laughs) but that through him the world might be saved. Jesus was always merciful to those who made mistakes and to those who were aware of it. It was only those who were self-righteous, who justified themselves, who looked down on others that he actually had strong words for. The Bible is very clear for us what happens when we put our faith in Christ. It's found in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. You can read it or you can look on screen as it comes to you now. Romans, Ephesians chapter 2. This is what Paul writes. all in future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus God who is rich in mercy God is rich in mercy and by his grace brings us back into relationship with him when we become a follower of Christ even though we were far from God he demonstrates his love for us and unites us with Christ And because we're able to experience this for ourselves, the Bible records in Acts 15 verse 9 that we can have a clean heart. That we can have a clean heart before God. The book of Hebrews talks about having a clean conscience before God. That's something lots of people will go to therapy for and try to get help with. But We can experience God's mercy for ourselves, have a clean heart, and the Bible says in Romans 5 verse 1 that that results in having peace with God in fact when we look at the Bible God's mercy is is God's DNA Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 17 says that even to a forgetful faithless group of people he says this but you are God of forgiveness gracious and merciful slow to anger and rich in unfailing love that's what God is like God of forgiveness, gracious, merciful, rich and unfilly love. And he wants you to experience that today. We're gonna to give you an opportunity to share a little bit more about that and, and connect with us if you'd like to know more. So a right way of living is that we experience God's mercy for ourselves. But secondly, a right way of living is to make a choice to demonstrate God's mercy to others to demonstrate God's mercy to others. Mercy has been described as compassion for those in need and and we all understand that sometimes life throws us a bit of a curveball, sometimes life can be difficult, sometimes life can be painful, sometimes it can involve some misery, sometimes there's destruction in people's life either through their own poor choices or because of circumstances coming against them. But we who have received mercy are people who want to bring that that good news, that message of hope, that message of healing, that message of wholeness, a message of restoration to others. That's why Jesus said in John 10 verse 10, I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. That's the mercy of God to us. We all have choices in our relationships, choices that can lead to healing or lead to destruction. We've probably all said things that we later regret. We've probably all reacted badly in ways even to those closest to us. And we know that can lead to very difficult relationships. But nothing shows more quickly that we've been forgiven, that we have received mercy, than our own readiness to forgive and show others mercy. It really is a life healing choice. If we have received mercy, if we understand that, if we have experienced that, then in receiving his mercy, Jesus says we will be willing to share that mercy with others. It comes out of the realisation of our own need. And there's a story that's told in the gospel in Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 18 verses 9 to 14. The story in Luke chapter 18 verses 9 to 14 is known as the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not a sinner like everyone else. (laughs) For I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Incredible story that Jesus is telling to illustrate those who are trusting in their own righteousness. We all have choices in our relationships that can lead to healing our own, our destruction. We all have opportunities and it really comes out of the realisation that we need God's mercy and therefore we need to extend that to other people. The Bible expresses it quite starkly in James chapter 2 verse 16. Judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who's not been merciful because mercy triumphs over judgment. Just think about that in your own life. Mercy triumphs over judgment in your life. That's the raison d'etre. That's the reason for being merciful. Not because people always deserve it because sometimes they don't. But that's why it's mercy. Further shows the healing choices we have in relation to others as the Bible records in Jude chapter 22 and 23. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment show mercy to still others but do so with great caution hating the sins that contaminate their lives so showing mercy to others is not simply about tolerating what's wrong it's certainly not tolerating abuse towards us or abusive relationships that's not about mercy at all in fact, Jesus says at times we have to discern whether people are, are true and honest in their relationship. So mercy is not about just accepting everything and becoming a doormat. You'll discover that as a part of the series. But it is recognizing our own need of mercy and extending that to others as well. One of the most powerful examples of this is found in a famous story. It's the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Even if you don't know the Bible, you probably are familiar with the concept of this story. It's the man who gets beaten up and he's left for dead. And uh, some people come and they, they pass by and they do want to be inconvenienced. But one man, the Good Samaritan, comes out of his own money, takes him, helps him and gets him the care he needs. Now, that probably isn't a very surprising or shocking story to you. You may have heard it before. But in the original day, this would have been an absolute revelation. This would have been a shocking story. This would have been a scandalous story because there was no such thing as a good Samaritan. The Jews and the Samaritans had a hostile relationship for over 100 years. They despised one another. So for Jesus to come and say there was a good Samaritan, who did this and this was because an expert in the law had come to him and said who really is my neighbor and so Jesus says to him well your neighbor can be anyone it's not just those who are friends or those who are in close physical proximity to you it's even those who maybe you've had history with maybe those who would naturally not be your friends and at the end of that story Jesus says something that that, that really is, is, is important for us to grasp. He says, go and do likewise. To the expert in the law, he said, who was the neighbor to this man? He said, well, of course the one who helped him, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus says, go and do likewise. That's what I want to encourage you to think about today. Who and how can you show mercy this week? Who in your life needs to experience mercy because you've experienced God's mercy in your own life? For those of you who may be watching, maybe you've never come to a place of experiencing God's mercy. Maybe you've never come to experiencing God's forgiveness then I'd love you to connect to our website where there's some videos that will explain a little bit about what it means to be a follower of Jesus about how you can experience that mercy and forgiveness for yourself so if you head on over to newlifecrawley.church forward slash explore you can find out more and if you'd like to get in contact with us then you can do that directly from the website as well so God bless you as you receive his mercy today, as you give that mercy to others. We hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed the teaching. We'd love to hear from you, so please contact us. All the details can be found on our website. God bless.